Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Diamond Effect Podcast, episode 136. Today, I want to talk about modern CEO and being a modern CEO that doesn't leave emotions at the door. A CEO and a business owner that doesn't skip the feelings while growing the business. And I'm laughing because an idea for this podcast came actually from a post of a business owner turned mentor slash consultant. I don't want to call him a coach because of what I will tell you later, who created a post where he was actually sharing a number of very useful tips of how to be successful in business. But this one, I don't agree with. And I wanted to use that as an idea for the podcast to explain how I think about running a business as a human being. So one of the tips that I don't agree with was skip the feelings, leave the emotions at the door and just barge because being an entrepreneur and being successful in business is hard and you can't be a wuss, I guess. That's probably what he meant or what he meant is don't let your fear do the best of you. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but when we make statements like that, especially as experts or coaches or mentors saying, skip the feelings, leave the emotions at the door, that is a very dangerous advice that can be taken in the wrong way. And how I know it, well, just look at the business landscape for the past, whatever, 50 or 100 years. (laughs) Because if you think about how corporations or businesses used to be run, right, in the 70s and 80s with that male energy when there's no room for emotions and so on, what that led to is compromising on values or the well-being of the recipients of the products and so on. It led to scandals. It led to health horror stories and when that advice is taken too far. And even if, you know, of course, there are businesses that weren't breaking the law or even moral principles and so on and were run more normally in a way. But still, like, I think of older businesses and how they were run of this cold, cold places when there is no room for being human, for being normal, when perfection is expected. And that creates a lot of stress, a lot of unnecessary, unhealthy situations in the business and gives business that brand of being cold and heartless and so on 
where that doesn't have to be the case. And ultimately, for us as humans, it's impossible to leave the emotions at the door. As humans, we operate differently. So when we try to do that, we're denying who we are. So then the business becomes this humanless thing. Because, and that's a scientific proof, how we operate as human beings is we have thoughts about circumstances, about things happening around us or to us or things that we create through our actions, right? We have thoughts about it. Now, there's some thoughts we're not even aware of, and I'll talk about it more in a second, but we have, you know, perspective. These thoughts and perspective on what's going on around us creates feelings, how we feel about that, and those feelings can be felt in our body. They're like emotions, right? When we feel scared or stressed, we have a pinch in our stomach, or we maybe our throat gets stuck. And when we feel happy and joyful, we feel expanded and light and so on. So we can feel the feelings in our body and feelings drive our actions. Scientifically, that's how we operate. So you can't eliminate the feelings. You cannot go from a thought to an action. There will always be a feeling whether you are able to recognize it or not. It's the same way, you know, there's I don't know, water in your pipes in the house, whether you're running the water or not, it's there available for you. You don't need to see it. That's probably not the best example, but that's what's coming up to me right now. Oh, wait, I actually have a different example from your body. So similar. So for example, if you're digesting food and let's say it's healthy food, you might not be feeling, right, that your body's digesting the food unless you ate crap and then you are. But you might not be feeling that the body's digesting the food and breaking it down and then the blood is delivering all the goodness from that good feed, from the good food, right? Vitamins and the minerals into your cells and help you regenerate the cells and operate. You don't see that happening, but it is happening. So it's the same with your feelings. You might think you're not, you don't have them, but you do. So the thing is that when we're told to leave the feelings at the door, to skip the feelings, and we feel that we're doing something wrong when we actually have emotions come up naturally from circumstances and our way of thinking about them, then what's been happening for many people is they suppress the emotions. They try not to feel them because they're told you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it at work, whether you work for somebody or you shouldn't do it as a business owner, a CEO, because that's not the way we're supposed to run the business. But the problem is when you suppress the emotions, it's not like they're going away. No, no, no. They're bubbling underneath the surface and they will at some point burst. And the act of suppression is very destructive to humans. At best, it creates stress chronic stress. And then in the middle, there is a buffering with things that are maybe not as harmful for you, but harmful in a way where you're wasting time doing things that you don't want to be doing, like procrastinating, watching TV, scrolling on social media instead of growing your business. Or it also can become very harmful where people buffer with addictions. 
right? Alcohol, drugs, other things, because they're trying to suppress the feelings. That would usually where it comes from. I'm not an expert and I'm not saying always, but if you think sometimes that successful business people or successful employees, executives that are being told that you shouldn't be feeling feelings, a lot of them end up with certain some sort of addiction. Another thing that happens, maybe not to our bodies and so on, is if you try to suppress your feelings, you're also suppressing your value system, your gut feeling, your intuition that then leads people to do things that are immoral or illegal, right? To frauds and so on. And I'm not saying you would do that in your business, but I'm just saying how severe the consequences can be when we try to leave emotions at the door. Our value system, intuition, fear that sometimes comes up from us evaluating whether we should do one thing or not is a communication, right? It's a way to say, hey, this is not the best way for you to do it. And yes, we need to be self-aware to understand that and dig deep why and then maybe realize that because it's against our values or against the law. But if we suppress those emotions... You don't, we don't have that opportunity. We lose that opportunity. So now I did create a podcast. It's in episode 94 when I do talk a little bit more about this specific topic where I talk about knowing when your fear is self-sabotage and when it's a protection mechanism because fear can be coming from places like your primitive toddler brain that I will talk about in a second and that self-sabotage of not doing things that maybe you want to do and should be doing in your business and you're just scared. But when fear, it's actually a good thing and it's protecting you from maybe going into routes that you will regret later where it's a value system. So listen to episode 94 that dives deeper into that. Another point that I want to make is that every coach, actually professional coach, should know how we operate as humans. So if you are thinking about hiring a coach, make sure that they do. Okay, if they don't, if they don't understand how we operate, that our thoughts really lead or create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. And I mean thoughts about things, right? When we consider things about circumstances and so on, then they're not a coach. They might be a consultant, they might be a mentor business owner, but they are not a coach. And ultimately, one reason that I decided to be a coach, not just a consultant. So I do like kind of a bit both because I think when you bring both, that's the most powerful way is that because, you know, as a consultant, you can give a client a strategy, the best strategy in the world, but the success of the strategy hinges on the implementation. And in business and everywhere, implementation of a strategy depends on human beings, not robots. They're not the vacuum. The strategy doesn't get implemented in the vacuum by robots, by humans. So success depends on how a human being performs, right? So a coach like me, especially me, focus on high performance brings the best out of the human being that implements the strategy. 
And that's how you're the most successful because even a mediocre strategy implemented well will give you way better results than the best strategy in the world that is not implemented well and flubs because of how a human being implements it. Think about it. It's a very important and powerful thing that I'm saying right now. Now, with me, you get both. You get a world-class strategy for your business and you get a coach who understands how you operate and can bring the best out of you. So then you implement that strategy powerfully and you get compounded results through that. That's why I tell my clients, we'll double the business without adding more work because the strategy and powerful implementation through improving your how you perform, how you operate You don't need a lot of time then to do it. You don't need to compensate with more work when you have those things going for you. Okay, let's get back to the emotions. So the way I tell my clients in the very simplistic way how our brain operates, we kind of have two parts of our brain. One is more primitive that actually drives our functioning most of the time. You can call it a toddler brain. I call it sometimes a toddler brain, sometimes a primitive brain. And that part of the brain is responsible for our survival. And it wants to do only three things in order to protect us, in order to keep us alive. And it really comes from humans being in the caveman ages and really being in danger most of the lives, either through bears or nature elements where we didn't know how to protect ourselves, okay? And those three things that primitive brain wants is feel pleasure, meaning it loves instant gratification. So social media, it's perfect for that brain, right? It just wants a few pleasure. It wants to avoid pain because pain means potential death. That's why fear of public speaking is such a big thing that a lot of people can't get over it, right? But it's our primitive brain talking here, thinking it's going to die if it's going to speak. And the third thing is, minimal energy output. Our primitive brain wants to conserve energy in case we get attacked by a bear and it needs to run. Because when we run for our lives, there is a huge consumption of energy and our primitive brain hasn't learned yet. But in developed world, nowadays, we have an abundance of food and we provide energy, constant energy to it. It still thinks we're in caveman ages where food is scarce and it needs to conserve that. Now we have the second part of the brain that I call CEO brain, the executive function of our brain. I think it's frontal or prefrontal cortex. I don't remember like the full scientific name. And that part of brain is what creates human progress. It what allows us to evolve. And this is our ability to set goals and have vision and go after them. And as we go after them, be creative and innovative, problem solve. Okay, come up with new ideas, we'll show a value system, okay, to be better humans who are kinder to each other, more compassionate and understanding. That is the brain you want to engage in your business. And in order to do that, you need to acknowledge the fact that we have emotions, that they will always be there and be and learn how to use the brain for you and not against you. So ultimately, your goal as a business owner is this. 
make decisions, all of your decisions, especially in business, or at least majority of them, if we're not able to do all of them, from the executive function of the brain in business and life, because usually those are the decisions that serve us short-term and long-term, tame the toddler, so tame the primitive brain and not allow it to drive the bus. It will want to very often, but you can learn to put it in the back seat and drive with you, but not steer the wheel, right? Not be in control. And then the third part is to use both of those brains to work for you, not against you. Because the thing is, the toddler brain, the primitive brain, it is useful sometimes. It can alert you to things or its fear can tell you why it's happening. It can drive you to pause and learn the lessons or realize that maybe you don't know something and need to learn something, right? So it's not all bad. And of course, it's great for survival in survival situations. But unless you're you're into extreme sports or some survival situations, we don't have that many of those in our day-to-day life. But I will give you a couple of examples from my coaching situations of my clients who you can see and practice how those brains operate and what I mean by you directing and making your brain work for you, not against you. I was coaching a couple of my clients on presentations, doing sales presentations, just a little bit different situation so you can see the nuance. So one of my clients had an opportunity to present in front of realtors and real estate office, and realtors are her strategic partners of center of influence, so people who could actually be great referral partners for her. And so far, she's been avoiding it and saying no to that because she's terrified of public speaking, right? So her primitive brain, her toddler brain is thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. There's no way you're doing it. But with that, she's hurting her business long term because having a number of these people referring clients will save her so much time rather than her trying to individually run after those clients or attract them or find them. When I coached her, what we can, you know, how you can use that fear to realize, okay, well, I might be fearing those presentations because I've never done them and I don't know how to even start and so on. But hey, I have Maggie, I have a coach, she can help me. So now we want to, so the way you engage the executive brain is thinking about that. Hey, if I could actually do that presentation, what would that mean for me? It would mean I could gain a number of strategic referral partners, which would mean more clients with less work. Would I be willing then to overcome that fear and learn the skill? right? It's not about going and presenting, not knowing what you're doing, because your brain will not let you or you're going to not physically die, but really go through a traumatic experience in a way you will not want to do it. But through the logical and business-like CEO thinking, you can get to the conclusion that maybe it's worth to learn how to present in front of people, prepare a proper strategically presentation and so on. That's what we're doing. We're not avoiding. We're going to be preparing presentation. So similar situation, another one of my clients who now wasn't completely paralyzed and presented in the past, 
but still, you know, has some anxiousness occasionally about it. And that's normal. We all do. But she was in front of a situation where she was going to present in front of her strategic partners for fifth or sixth time in her career. And her brain was saying, well, they should know by now. You've presented so many times and they're still not giving you business that you know they could because they have a potential and so on. So the toddler brain was getting a little bit angry and entitled and expectant of those people that they should know by now and it shouldn't do the work. So the primitive brain here was trying to conserve the energy. Why do I need to exert that energy and do it when they should know? After some coaching and recognizing that and me coaching her through it, we realized like, hey, different type of thinking will create a different emotion and different action. Different type of thinking meant, okay, maybe amongst those people, there are new people who've never heard about what you do. And even people who did sometimes need to hear the same message nine or 16 times in order for them to click. Maybe they need to hear it differently. Maybe they need to know it from a different angle and perspective. Maybe they have questions and that's a great opportunity to address that, right? You have them all in the room. It's a great opportunity. So then instead of procrastinating or preparing that presentation where her thinking about it changed, she got focused, prepared it in half the time, delivered it beautifully. And guess what? She's getting more business from this group than she's ever done. So how do you do it? How do you get your brain working for you and not against you? First of all, you need to develop self-awareness. Awareness of usually where is your actions coming from or how your actions are driven by the thinking and the feelings, right? So you need to be aware when it's the toddler brain trying to drive the car. Because if when you're you're not aware, you will keep going sort of blindly into that direction and that never serves you. And I teach my clients how to be aware and sometimes we can catch the thoughts that are driving certain actions, but sometimes the thoughts are almost subconscious. We have 80,000 thoughts a day. 80% of them are negative, meaning driven by the toddler primitive brain. And a lot of them are subconscious. It's kind of like patterns our brain develop to conserve energy. So there are certain things we just do or certain things we think without even questioning them. So with a coach, I help you break that, right? I question certain thoughts because I'm not you. I haven't, I don't have those patterns. I'm not emotionally attached to certain things. So I can see your ways of thinking that you are not even realizing. So you need to develop that self-awareness. And then, of course, I teach my clients how to do it. Like one way is to listen to your emotions, right? So emotions communicate very often in our body what we're thinking. So we might not be aware of the thought because it's fast and it came subconsciously, but we'll feel the feelings when we're attuned to our body, when we listen. And when you do that, you become self-aware. Okay, so first you have to be self-aware because if you don't know, you can change what you don't know. The second part is to then learn to redirect your brain. So if whatever you're doing or not doing is coming from that primitive brain pattern, that let's say you're just wanting instant gratification instead of looking long-term at what can benefit your business and choosing the actions that are 
long-term focus, not now focused, might be sometimes a better solution, right? So learning to, once you recognize, to then redirect your brain and logically, strategically think about your business from the executives, your brain, so then your actions reflect that. And the third part is to develop that skill and make it repeatable and consistent. It's really a skill. It's emotional intelligence, right, which is a skill. So once you know how to do it, then you want to practice it to make it your habit, your new patterns. That's almost like reprogramming your brain, really. That's what it is. So instead of leaving emotions at the door, embrace the fact that we're human and that we'll always have the emotion, and it's impossible to leave them at the door, or it leads to dire consequences, and use that for you. And I help my clients to do that. Like part of my top CEO framework, T-O-B, top, is top performance enhancer formula. And within that, I teach my clients those three steps. Okay, it's part of enhancing your performance, being more effective, more intentional, more focused by realizing how you're making decisions and ensuring that those decisions come from your executive brain and are not driven by your toddler brain. The last thing I want to say before we part is that, hey, you might be saying, well, Maggie, but like, I don't believe it. You know, business has been like that forever. And why change something? even if it doesn't work for me, or what if it's not right and the only whatever, however we know the business was run, we know, is the right way. And what I want to say is that only because people did something for many, many years doesn't make it right. I come from a communist regime country in Poland. I was born under communist regime. Communist regime in Poland was there for about, what, 50 years from 1945 after the Second World War to 1989. And only because it was there for 50 years and people accepted it because they didn't have a choice or and it became the norm of running a country didn't make it right. So it's the same here. Only because businesses were run a certain way, which developed this sort of normalized that way in many in our consciousness in a way or the way we think about the business doesn't make it right. And hey, to the defense of everybody, we didn't know a better way. As humans, now we do. So now we can do better and we can run businesses in a way that don't doesn't deny our humanness and in a way where you can have a successful business and lead a happy life and those are not mutually exclusive and actually support each other. The happier overall your life is, the better your business does. Because as human beings, we thrive when we're overall operating well. So I want to invite you to coach with me to double your business without adding more work and rather adding more joy in what you do. As usual, I'm going to leave the link to my calendar when you can book an initial free consult and we can talk more about how I can help you accomplish that. Other than that, talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. 
email me at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.